Hallelujah, everyone. I'd like to start off with the meditation of the week from Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon, shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him, and honor him. With long life, Will I satisfy him and show him my salvation? Amen. Let us pray, Lord, as we ready our hearts to hear your word today about the Sabbath and how it relates to the Christ's millennial kingdom. May your Holy Spirit open our ears and our eyes so that we may get understanding of your words of truth and see your kingdom, Lord. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today's text comes from Exodus chapter 20, verse 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days 
the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day, and hallowed it. Amen. Uh, today's word title is The Sabbaths are the sign of Christ's millennial kingdom. Jews still observe the Sabbath from Friday evening to Saturday evening. Churches of God also call the first day of the week, Sunday, the Lord's Day, and consider this day as the Sabbath to be one of the most important thing of faith. Also, the believers in Sabbath Seventh Adventist Church insist that worship service on Saturday is the way to observe the Sabbath. Through this week's message, let us understand the will of God who gave the Sabbath, searching through the scriptures in detail about how God's will appears in the fourth commandment of the Sabbath given unto the Israelites through Moses. God gave the Sabbath commandment and said how much blessed the seventh day is. In Exodus 20, verse 11 again, Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Then, when we realize through the Bible why God blessed and sanctified the seventh day and what kind blessing, what kind of blessing God gave, as well as how much sanctified that day is, we are able to rejoice greatly in the hope of this blessing. The first Sabbath day in Bible appears in the book of Genesis. The Bible says that God rested after he created all things on earth for six days and made man on the sixth day. In Genesis 2, verses 2 and 3, And on the seventh day God ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. In God's own words, we can see that the Sabbath is not a day of rest for man, but God himself. In addition, we can see that God blessed the seventh day, as he said in the Ten Commandments, because it is the day of rest for God himself. Then, if we try to find when God is to rest, we're able to know when that day shall come to pass. In order to find out that day, we have to look closely into the words of God.
God rested on the seventh day after creating all things. But God has not rested ever since. Ever since the old serpent, Satan, that is the devil that brought sin into the Garden of Eden. He created all things as well as man in his own image and his likeness. But because Satan devastates all things as well as men, God cannot rest but has to work in order to destroy Satan, the devil, who brought sin, death, and curse to the world. He is working even now without resting. The Bible records this in Psalms 121 verse 4. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. Not a day goes by where God's taking a break or he's sleeping because he's watching over Israel, his chosen people, and he's also watching over his children. God called Moses and gave the Israelites the commandment of Sabbath day so that the Israelites may keep the commandment of Sabbath for them to rest on seventh day to look forward to the blessing and sanctification in the final resting day of God after he destroys the devil. By the way, there is something we should definitely know of. It is true that the commandment of Sabbath given by God was neither given to the Gentiles nor to the church of God, but only to the Israelites. God spoke through the prophet Ezekiel. Moreover, also I gave them my Sabbath to be a sign between me and them, that they might know that I am the Lord that sanctify them. Ezekiel chapter 20 verse 12. This is the fact that Gentiles or Christians in the church of God must know. It is the fact that God gave the Sabbaths to the Israelites as a sign between God and them. It was never given to the Seventh Adventist Church. And the Sabbaths that were given to them are that God will make the people of Israel as the holy people when the, seventh, when the Sabbath day of God comes to the earth. In human perspective, God's judgment on the Israelites who broke the law of Sabbath day could seem very cruel. However, such cruel judgment of God against a man who broke the law of Sabbath day gave a great warning to the Israelites not to lose the greatest blessing on the earth prepared for them and also to be forsaken from the holy nation. This is an example how God judged against a man who did not observe the Sabbath day. In Numbers 15 verses 32 
through 36. And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness, they found a man that gathered sticks upon the Sabbath day. And they that found him gathering sticks brought him unto Moses and Aaron, and unto all the congregation. And they put him in ward, because it was not declared what should be done to him. And the Lord said unto Moses, The man shall be surely put to death. All the congregation shall stone him with stones without the camp. And all the congregation brought him without the camp, and stoned him with stones, and he died, as the Lord commanded Moses. Because the Israelites had not kept the seventh year for 490 years, God had moved them to the land of Babylon under captivity to give the land rest for 70 years. But who could say that the Sabbath is observed? Can we say that the believers in the Seventh Adventist Church keep the Sabbath by worshiping on Saturday and doing all their daily work? Can we also say that all Protestant believers only worship on Sunday to keep the Sabbath? The resurrected Jesus appeared to Apostle John and spoke of self-proclaimed Jew. Jesus spoke about them insisting that they received the commandment of Sabbath not as Jews, and also about those claiming themselves as 144,000 in the book of Revelation. In Revelation 2, verse 9, I know thy works, and tribulation, and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews, and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Apostle Paul testifies in the book of Hebrews of God's Sabbath that the Israelites are going to enter in the future. That is, on the seventh thousand years, as day of the seventh day in God's time. That is the millennial kingdom of Jesus Christ. And we see this in Hebrews 4, verses 1 through 7. Let us therefore fear lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. For as for we which have believed to enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into, into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. 
For he spake in the certain place of the seventh day on this wise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. And this, and in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limiteth a certain day, saying, to, saying in David, Today, after so long a time, as it is said, Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. The following verses are testimonies of very important truth. In Hebrews 4, 8 through 10, listen carefully. For if Jesus had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God, for he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. There are a lot of um, different variations of Bibles out there. And using the Bible app, I went through... Uh, several of them, the NIV, the NLT, even the New King James Version. Um, instead of saying Jesus on verse 8, they put Joshua in there. So, not using the King James Version, it can be very confusing. Apostle Paul testifies that in the future... The remnant of Israel shall enter into his millennial kingdom by the guidance of Jesus Christ, not Joshua. The millennium kingdom is the day when Jesus Christ returns and casts Satan into the bottomless pit for a thousand years just before the beginning of the seventh millennium. In addition, Christians who believe in the gospel of Christ and are born again with the Holy Spirit now are resting in the spiritual kingdom of God, resting from their own work and enter eternal resting with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Bible testifies that when the millennium of Jesus Christ comes, that the resurrected David shall be the king of the Israelites, and the twelve disciples of Jesus Christ shall rule over the twelve tribes of Israel, and the bride of Christ shall come back to earth with the Christ to rule the Gentiles with them, as the Bible testifies, starting with Ezekiel 34, 20 through and 24. And I will set up one shepherd over them, and he shall feed them. 
even my servant David. He shall feed them, and he shall be their shepherd. And I, the Lord, will be their God, and my servant David, a prince among them, I, the Lord, have spoken it. The next in Matthew nineteen twenty-eight. Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And then finally, Second Timothy 2, verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he will he also will deny us. Those who forsake the only Christ Jesus to join with WCC, World Council of Churches, the WEA, World Evangelical Alliance, and NCCK, National Council of Churches in Korea, today are denying the Christ Jesus. They shall be denied by Christ to be cast into hell. However, Christians who have kept their faith to the end, like Apostle Paul, shall enjoy the blessings of reigning in ten or five cities according to the amount of work they did in for Christ. This reward will finally come to fruition on the day of His Millennial Kingdom. As the Lord said in the parable of Pound in the book of Luke in chapter 19. Apostle Paul testified of the glory that faithful Christians who were in the persecution of Rome at that time would receive in the kingdom of Christ. He said this in Romans eight, seventeen and 18. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Dear friend, we are at the very tail end of sixth millennium. We're at the end of 6,000 years. The closing age of grace. Israelites didn't follow the Sabbath according to God's law. However, God will have his Sabbath. God will have his rest. The Millennial Kingdom. The beginning of 7,000th year. Dear listener, 
if you have not repented for not believing in blood of blood atonement of Jesus Christ, have not yet received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is the day. Please do it now. This awesome gift to receive eternal life is here now in our time, in our generation. It is God's grace that you and I were born, that you and I were created in this generation. You may ask why. When you become a saved believer of Christ, you will not see death and meet and get to meet Jesus face to face in a new body. Dear friend, please pray with me. Dear God, I am a sinner. I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died for my sin. I am willing to turn from sin. I now invite Christ to come into my heart as my personal Savior. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray. Amen. This week's message and previous recordings can be found on our website at WGMI.org. That's WGMI.org. You can also find us on podcast and on YouTube by searching WGM Church in the search field. For Android users, you can find us through TuneIn app. That's T-U-N-E-I-N by also typing WGM Church in the search field.